Chapter 91 of Explanation of Catholic Morals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bruce Kachuk. Explanation of Catholic Morals by John H. Stapleton. Chapter 91 Rash Judgment. The Eighth Commandment is based on the natural right every fellow man has to our good opinion, unless he forfeits it justly and publicly. It forbids all injury to his reputation, first in the estimation of others, which is done by calumny and detraction, secondly in our own estimation, and this is done by rash judgment, by hastily and without sufficient grounds thinking evil of him, forming a bad opinion of him he may be as he has a right to be anxious to stand well in our esteem as well as in the esteem of others a judgment rash or otherwise is not a doubt neither is it a suspicion everybody knows what a doubt is when i doubt if another is doing or has done wrong the idea of his or her guilt simply enters my mind occurs to me and i turn it over and around from one side to another without being satisfied to accept or reject it i do not say yes it is true neither do i say no it is not true i say nothing i pass no judgment i suspend for the moment all judgment i doubt a doubt is not evil unless there be absolutely no reason for doubting and then the doubt is born of passion and malice and the evil whatever there is of it is not in the doubts entering our mind something beyond our control but in our entertaining the doubt in our making the doubt personal which supposes an act of the will stronger than doubt is suspicion when i suspect one i do not keep the balance perfectly even between yes and no as in the case of doubt i lean mentally to one side but do not go so far as to assent one way or the other having before me a person who excites my suspicion I am inclined to think him guilty on certain evidence, but I fear to judge lest I should be in error, because there is evidence also of innocence. If my suspicion is based on good grounds, it is natural and lawful. Otherwise it is rash and sinful. It is uncharitable and unjust to the person suspected. A suspicion often hurts more than an accusation. Doubt and suspicion, when rash, are sinful but the malice thereof is not grave unless they are so utterly unfounded as to betoken deep-seated antipathy and aversion and a perverse will or unless in peculiar circumstances the position of the person is such as to make the suspicion gravely injurious and not easily condoned there is guilt in keeping that suspicion to oneself to give it out in words is calumny whether it be true or not simply because it is unfounded in a judgment there is neither doubt nor suspicion i make my own the idea presented to my mind the balance of assent in which is weighted the evidence for and against is not kept even nor is it partially inclined it goes down with its full weight and the party under consideration stands convicted before the tribunal of my judgment i do not say i wonder if he is guilty nor he most likely is guilty but he is guilty here is a deliberate judgment 
henceforth my esteem ceases for such a person translated in words such a judgment is not calumny because it is supposedly founded in reason but it is detraction because it is injurious such a judgment without any exterior expression is sinful if it is rash and what makes it rash the insufficiency of motive on which it is based and whence comes the knowledge of such sufficiency or insufficiency of motive from the intelligence but mostly from the conscience that is why many unintelligent people judge rashly and sin not because they know no better but conscience nearly always supplies intelligence in such matters and ignorance does not always save us from guilt an instinct the wee voice of god in the soul tells us to withhold our judgment even when the intelligence fails to weigh the motives aright to contemn this voice is to sin and be guilty of rash judgment in the language of ordinary folks not always precise and exact in their terms an opinion is frequently a judgment to think this or that of another is often to judge him accordingly the suspicions of suspicious people are at times more than suspicions and are clearly characterized judgments to render a verdict on the neighbor's character is a judgment by whatever other name it is called all that is necessary is to come to a definite conclusion and to give the assent of the will to that conclusion when the conduct of the neighbor is plainly open to interpretation if we may not judge immediately against him neither are we bound to give him the benefit of the doubt we may simply suspend all judgment and await further evidence in our exterior dealings this suspicion should not affect our conduct for every man has a right to be treated as an honest man and does not forfeit that right on the ground of a mere probability this however does not prevent us from taking a cue from our suspicion and acting guardedly towards him this does not mean that we adjudge him dishonest but that we deem him capable of being dishonest which is true and in accordance with the laws of prudence neither are we bound to overlook all evidence that points to a man's guilt through fear of judging him unfavorably it is not wrong to judge a man according to his merits to have a right opinion of him even when that opinion is not to his credit all that is necessary is that we have good reason on which to base that opinion if a neighbor does evil in our presence or to our knowledge he forfeits and justly our good opinion he is to blame and not we we are not obliged to close our eyes to the truth of facts and it is on facts that our judgments are formed end of chapter ninety one rash judgment